92.9thegame.com on the Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, we're going to be giving you just a little taste of what last year's Super Bowl halftime show sounded like. That just kind of went away there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what happened? Did Mary Jane get canceled? Yeah, old man. What did you have to Mary Jane? Well, that was what? good. That was yeah, cool. That was cool. We can give us what you see top of the hour. Anyway, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And good morning to you folks in Hapeville. Wonderful. Hapeville. Hapeville, Georgia. At the end of the runway. You like I, I keep waiting for that. It is at the end of the but you know what? It's become the high rent district down there. It costs oh, really? You, it costs you a little something to go down there these days because of that Porsche plant. Oh yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, that's like the place to be. You got some property down there now. You, you are uh, you, you're doing some things. By the way, speaking of which, you watch her on uh, Fox Five during the day, one o'clock. Porsche. Saw her yesterday. Yeah, that's my girl. She always used to steal my lip balm. <laughs> But I would do what I was doing good day Atlanta yeah. with the casting I call. I saw her yesterday and, and, and really congratulated on yeah. the relationship. Yeah, so, yeah. congratulations to Portia. Anyway, mm-hmm. we have a special guest. Very special. Very special guest. My goodness, top of the hour. Um, someone I've had a chance to get to know over the years, and she received a very special honor this week and so yeah, fitting and so deserving. Uh, joining us now on the waitfor.com hotline is Southwest DeKalb High School girls a basketball coach, uh, Kathy Richie Walton. Uh, coach, good morning to morning, you. Morning, Coach. Hey, good morning, uh, Sam and Greg. Thank you. Hey, who was your favorite performer last year at the Super Bowl? Did you did you watch last year's Super Bowl? And, you know, the folks. You know, I did, but I don't know if I could. Uh, it was amazing. It was amazing Super Bowl. It's, it was so exciting, and uh, you know, they came out with a lot of surprises. See, we, yeah. we brought you I don't know back. If I have my favorite, but it was it was exciting. Well, we brought you back with Mary Jane, so you know, yeah. we were thinking about you. That was great. That was great. <laughs> there you go. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yes. Coach, talk about this honor you get this week, obviously in the midst of your oh, season yeah. and your team, and, you know, everybody's always great expectations for your program. But, uh, boy, this uh, distinction you got this week, you and your coaching staff, McDonald's All-American yes. Team Coach. Um, congratulations on that. And talk about, you know, receiving that honor and what it means. Well, I think it's uh, it's incredible. It's overwhelming. It's not an honor that I had ever imagined, you know, when I got into coaching that I would receive. Um, but I think it's just a testament to uh, the community that um, I live in and, and coach and um, teach in and all the wonderful people that I have been fortunate enough to, um, you know, go on this journey with. Well, you know, she said something that stuck with me, and I'm actually trying to formulate a question, but we don't normally hear that from coaches when you talk about the community has helped her become the coach. Yeah. Um, and, and without being able to really put my finger on a question there, what I did want to ask you is because with every coach we have come on here, we talk a little about them and, and, and how they approach their job and the players, but rarely do I get, get a chance to ask a coach about your assistance because I don't think there's a coach who've ach- who's achieved anything who will not tell you I didn't get here without the people who I work with and the assistance that I have. And you just talked about the uh, the – uh, the accolade that she just got, and they're going to be able to coach that All-American team. But I want you to take a second, Coach, and talk about your assistants. I got the name of a couple of them here, but I don't want to leave any out. The people that you work with that have helped you uh, become the coach you are. Well, I have um, one very, very special assistant. Uh, her name is Terry Montgomery. Uh, we walked in the door at uh, Southwest Cab in 
2002, and she's still with me. Uh, she also just won the JV, DeKalb County JV Championship for the fifth time. Um, and she just, we we actually started coaching together with uh, with an AAU program several years ago. Got to know her through AAU, and it's just like, yeah, I really like to have her on my staff. Um, another assistant, uh, she actually has been with the program at Southwest Cap longer than I have. Uh, she was on the previous coaching staff and that coach highly recommended that I retain her and I'm glad I listened to her advice because she's been invaluable and her name is Joyce Paul and then I have a uh, young assistant a young man uh, his name is Michael Holloway and he's a graduate of Southwest DeKalb um, ended up he's also a very very good friend of my middle child uh, Stephan Walton who is a uh, assistant girls basketball coach at um, Bethune-Cookman, they were very, very good friends. And during COVID, um, they were looking for something to do. They came and helped me. Uh, my son went on to Bethune-Cookman, and Mike has stayed with me. And, you know, Mike has made me uh, a lot younger, um, <laughs> brought me into the game with, you know, all the social media and, and everything. So uh, just very well-rounded um, uh, coaching staff with experience and youth and you know, loyalty and all those things that, um, you know, help a coach uh, do what they need to do well. Wow. She's won uh, so many honors and um, state championships with her team. Uh, it's there Southwest DeKalb. Folks, we're pleased to be joined this morning on the WaitForIt.com hotline by Coach Kathy Ritchie-Walton from Southwest DeKalb, uh, who this week we found will be the Coach McDonald's All-American team. You want, want to follow Southwest DeKalb girls. They are social. You can follow them on Twitter at girls, SWD, at girls. SWD. Uh, Coach, you know, what what's your team have to say to you? Because you guys are in the midst of playing and getting ready for, you know, for region tournaments and whatnot. But how did you react with this with, with your team? Well, of course, we're all very excited. And a couple of them, you know, they asked if they could go as a manager. Um, they, you know, they would love to be a part of this experience. Uh, they're familiar with the players that um, will be coaching. In fact, uh, we played against uh, one of the players that I will be coaching in uh, Courtney Ogden at um, Westminster. You know, we played against her twice. So, you know, they're they're familiar with and they're excited. And uh, I'm sure um, all of them said, you know, they're going to be um, watching and, you know, help support uh, the East team. Although I think some of their favorite players are actually on the West team. So I'm not sure if they're going to be, you know, cheering for, for us or against us. But, uh, you know, they're very excited that uh, – they're bringing this um, this uh, recognition to uh, their high school. Who was the person or the place? Some of the you know your journey as you ascended and 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 where you are right now that that stand stand at stand out. How come I can't say that? Go ahead. Who stand out? Yeah. When you look at the coach that you are right now, I was you know I spent a year with this particular coach or I coached at this particular place. Where is that location? Who is that person from your past that? You go. You know what? I wouldn't be where I am today without this happening in my uh, in my journey. Well, I would have to say it's a proud accumulation of a lot of experience because I've been in the game uh, for a lot of years. Um, what most people probably aren't don't realize is that I coached at a Slipper Rock University for about six years, and uh, a Slipper Rock graduate is Vivian Stringer. 
So we, way back when I first started coaching, we developed a, a friendship relationship. Um, but I would probably say that I've tried to take a little bit from each of my experiences and um, incorporate that into my game. Of course, my college coaches, you know, who I play for and, um, you know, my high school coaches. Um, but I also would like to recognize that there's quite a few um, black female coaches, high school coaches in Atlanta, in the state of Georgia, that we have actually established a relationship. Um, you know, I could just name drop a few like uh, Hilda Hankerson and uh, Phyllis Arthur and and um, Coach Frost at Shantae Frost. Yeah. Uh, we have developed uh, a friendship relationship, and we get together and we talk and we, you know, share information. And I hate to only mention a couple because there's, there's been several of us. We have a, a little group we call the Cultural Creators. Okay. Um, and we just talk about, you know, what's going on in the girls' game. And there's probably about a dozen or so of us that we um, share information and we fellowship and mentor each other. Yeah, yeah, I know all. Of, I know all about the people she just mentioned. The intense competitors and championship coaches. But Greg, something's coming up today. I'm sure Coach Walton's is going to be checking out. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to. No, I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> you, I was going to let you ask her about it. Okay, it's Super Bowl Sunday. While it's a big football game, Coach, one of the main events leading up will be a women's college basketball game with LSU and uh, and, and and South Carolina. I know you're going to be watching. What does it mean? that the women's game and for the girls you coaching right now in this area to watch and see if the women's game is going to get this platform as a lead in to one of the biggest sporting events of the year. Well, yeah, I, I think it's, it's of course very exciting. Uh, the women's game is, it's, um, you know, of course it's a little different than the men's game. So I think, you know, to be a fan of the women's game, you really have to be a fan of basketball, yep. you know, just the whole, um, intensity, the fundamentals, and, and the, the amazing coaches. Um, and, you know, those who have been following girls' women's basketball game for years, it's like it's about time. You know, we have always had this amazing game. And, you know, we they deserve, um, you know, this opportunity to be showcased and highlighted um, on Super Bowl Sunday. So, you know, the game has always been great. And I'm glad more and more people will have an opportunity to, to see it and, and see what the girls' game is all about. And by extension, your thoughts on, you know, I'm not sure if I should take this to the WNBA, but I also know that she's a big lacrosse fan too. So yeah. we wind things up Talk here. about that, Coach. I tell you what, we'll get back to the WNBA stuff. Let's talk about your love of lacrosse. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's one of my uh, favorite, favorite sports. And a lot of times my the basketball girls, they – they don't appreciate how much I, I talk about and love it, but um, I actually played lacrosse in college. So it's something that, as you mentioned, I, I truly love. So I wanted to bring that experience to uh, young ladies who otherwise would not have had opportunity to experience this game. And I've actually been fortunate enough to have, I currently have two Division One lacrosse players, um, and I've had several Division Two, Division Three lacrosse players. So it's been another opportunity for young ladies to get experience they wouldn't other have and go and play it at the next level. But, you know, as I say, it's the fastest game on, on two feet. Um, it's very exciting. And, it's, it, you know, of course, it's more of a participant uh, sport. 
But um, like I said, I, I played it back in college and just hope that the sport continues to grow. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it's a teaching tool too for her kids. She can tell them the guy who was considered one of the greatest football players of all time yeah. is also considered one of the greatest lacrosse players of all time. Yeah. Jim Brown. Absolutely, absolutely. Jim Brown, that's correct. Yeah. Her name is on the court. Last year, they put her is name really? on the court in the gym at Southwestern Cab, and she deserves that. And then she's going to go out to Houston, Texas, and coach uh, the E Squad uh, for the McDonald's All American Game on March twenty eighth. Coach Kathy Richard Walton, thank, thank you. you so much. Good luck to you and your team in yes. your region tournament that's coming up. And uh, thanks so much for spending some time with us this morning. Thank you, Coach. All right. Thank you, Sam and Greg, for having me. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. You see how she perked up when yeah, you mentioned lacrosse? You mentioned lacrosse. Whoa. <laughs> it's like a trip to Six Flags. <laughs> All right. Continuing in this 8 o'clock hour, we are going to talk uh, to a family member. Yeah. Put it that way. Adam okay. Alexander from FS1 is going to get us uh, started and talking NASCAR. What we need to know is we approach Daytona 500 and everything about this upcoming season. Sam and Greg on this Super Bowl Sunday. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. And, yep, you can take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio that at 290 game and at 290game.com. It is a game day Sunday. Oh, bless you. Oh, man. man. Super Bowl's happening later on today, right? Oh, yeah, but you, you know, I'm like, y'all don't know this. He's been teasing me like what? in what? our what? audience. Why? Too, Why? Making us wait for that game day. You need to do that every show. Every day we're on, Saturday or Sunday, there's a game going on someplace. And that's your signature. And you stopped doing it for whatever reason a while back. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people got see me on the street. Hey, what does Sam go say? Oh, hey, they man. don't say that. Yeah, they, they don't do. say that. They, yeah, you know. they do. You have a couple hooks that well, people we got, wait for. The Super Bowl is going on today, of course. There's Arizona football, but the Super Bowl of another sport happens next week. Yes, it does. Down in Florida, and instead of the end of the season, it kicks off the season. The intensity and the pressure couldn't be greater because you want to get off to that great start, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, it's going to be at Daytona, and man, it's happening next week. Guy joining us now, first time uh, for this season. It is a family member. family member. member. We don't know what family member he is yet. Yeah. We'll let him choose. He's a family member. You want to be a brother? You want to be a cousin? Cousin, You want to be an uncle? Whatever you want to be. be A distant cousin, a third cousin. No, no, he's he's front. He's in the front row. First cousin. Yeah. Now on the waitfor.com outline, always great to spend some time (laughs) with Adam Alexander from FS1 and Fox on NASCAR. We've missed you, sir. Welcome, Adam. Well, is this like Cousin Eddie? Is that what I am? No, no, that's the deal. No, no, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> Cousin Eddie. <laughs> and you're not Chuck from Happy Days who goes upstairs and never appears again. No, we're not going to do that to you. That's either. right. That's right. Hey, hey, go ahead. Well, go ahead. I was going to ask him that, that nice opening that you gave Adam, and, and he will spend time doing what he does and enlightening us to what's coming up with Daytona. But you said kicking things off, and Daytona 500 is the start to the NASCAR season until recently. And even though it doesn't count, is the shine taken off that Daytona 500 for NASCAR fans just a little bit since they brought on the Clash at the Coliseum? 
It's really changed the feel. I, I won't say it's taken the, the shine off, but, you know, forever in NASCAR, we were in Daytona for what felt like an eternity because you had the clash, uh, and then you had, you know, a full week, and then, you know, it was Daytona week, and it was just, it was crazy how much time we spent down in Daytona Beach, Florida, really all leading up to the Daytona 500, but it felt like one event because the clash was held at Daytona on the same track. Then they said, you know what, the clash is kind of losing its luster. Let's put it on the road course. So we did that a couple of years ago, shortened speed weeks, as we always called it in Daytona. And and that really was not well accepted either. It was a a night race, middle of the week, the clash was, and, and that wasn't what everyone wanted. And so now they said, let's really get out of the box, move it to a different location, something that had never happened. And they put it on the, the racetrack at the Coliseum the, 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 that they built special for uh, the clash. And they started that last year. It's an event all to its own. It's so unique, introduces you to one of the great you know, sports markets in the country. And so I feel like it's it's the perfect setup because it, it has nothing to do with Daytona, whether you talk about the racetrack, the market, the style of racing, all of that, but yet it does give the teams an opportunity to get together and it gives NASCAR a real shot to be introduced to a new market, which is so important to be in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. And listen, and it's like the Super Bowl. Listen to what he said. I know you're going to jump in with a question, but I never thought about it this way. These guys used to arrive at Daytona for that race, much like what we've seen the last two weeks, wherever the Super Bowl is going to be. They spend two weeks there getting ready, then there's the game. The class moved out, and, and it's kind of like the Pro Bowl now, <laughs> if you will. You know, the week before, and then you know, everybody gets, kind of gets ready. But Absolutely, folks. Spending time on the WaitForIt.com outline with Adam Alexander. And he is social. First time he did that to you for the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can join find him on Twitter at Adam One Alexander, all lowercase Adam Numeral One uh, Alexander. Um, okay, so Martin Truex Jr. wins last week in the class. We don't take a lot away from that. Uh, it's a made up track. There's no pit stops, so it's none of the things you would have in a normal race. But still, what does it say about his team and about Joe Gibbs? Because breathing down his shoulder was a former teammate in Kyle Busch. You know, pushing along Austin Dillon. I thought that was just. Can I use the word delicious? I thought that was delicious, seeing somebody who had been his teammate, now a teammate with Childress uh, there at the end of that race. Well, it's two years in a row. The Kyle Busch was right there but couldn't win the clash. And, and what's you know cool about Kyle being there in, in, in contention is the fact that he had won on the super speedway at Daytona in the clash. He had won the road course race at Daytona in the clash, he had not won in L.A. And and if he wins last year or this year, and he was close both years, he would have been the only driver to complete the sweep and win in every configuration of racetrack for the clash. So that would have been really, really cool for Kyle, especially if he had done it this year with his new team and first race out of the gates and all that. But for Martin Trex Jr., his old teammate, Martin didn't win at all last year. Now, he won't get credited with a victory, a points-paying victory. The winless streak is not over because he won the clash. But this is an organization that was so close so many times last year, and when they couldn't close the deal, you started saying to yourself, have they still got it? Can they win a race? I'm not suggesting he's going to have a career year or go on and win the championship this season like Joey Logano did last year after winning the clash. But I do think this win is significant for Martin because – 
they had just had so much bad luck. And now to come out of the gate and win this way, it now puts them in a position where I feel like there there is some momentum restored, some confidence is there. And I would anticipate 2023 will be totally different for Martin in comparison to what we saw last year. Adam Alexander joining Sam and Greg here. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com on America's only unofficial holiday, this Super Bowl Sunday. One of the things that Sam and I have been talking about, just sort of joking actually between between segments um, over the last few weeks, is Michael Jordan has done what Michael Jordan does. As we look at 23-11 going into this season, he put a little competition with Bubba Wallace. <laughs> you know, he, get, he said, this free ride stuff is no more. In other words... What can you say about what we should expect this season from that team and, and, and how Bubba's running? Expectations are high, and and it's because of what Bubba has done the last couple of years. We had Denny Hamlin, the other owner, on a race up the other day. And, and I said, I want, I want to get you to go back two years ago. We're getting ready for the Daytona 500. Michael Strahan sits down with Michael Jordan, Denny Hamlin, Bubba Wallace. And Strahan asked Jordan, you know, what, what are your expectations being a NASCAR owner? Because at that point, they had never competed at all. And Jordan said, I'm a winner, man. I want to win. And, and I thought to myself, this is crazy. You don't just show up and win in NASCAR. It's so hard to start a team. And, and we'd seen it so many times where an organization that's brand new comes in with these lofty expectations. And it just it doesn't pan out. Well, they won year one at Talladega in the fall, and everyone said oh, it was, you know, it was rain shortened and it was at Talladega. And, and then last year they bring on Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch wins in the spring at Kansas. And then Bubba Wallace wins in the fall at Kansas. And he didn't just win at Kansas in the fall. If you, if you look at their number second half with that 23 team or the 45 because he was driving – you know, the 45 late in, in the year because of the whole situation with Kurt Busch and the head injury. But when he went over to drive the 45 car under the, the 2311 umbrella, he he not only ran one at, at Kansas, but he maintained their points position in the owner points. And I think all of that signified what he's capable of. I, I'm not sure Bubba didn't even introduce himself to some things that he didn't know that he was capable of. Now you bring in Tyler Reddick, his new teammate, Tyler Young, and, and talented. Bubba returns to the 23 car. But you know what? The results are there. The, the momentum is there. I think the confidence is there for Bubba Wallace. And, and you saw it at the clash. He led laps last weekend. He, he is, it's an expectation now for him. It's not a what if. It's an expectation. And now that he's experienced it, got a taste of it, I would anticipate he's someone we're going to be talking about a lot. And it's not just at certain types of tracks. I think we're going to be talking about him on a fairly regular basis, regardless of, of where we're competing. Folks, we talking with Adam Alexander from FS1 getting set for Daytona 500. And, Adam, i got to ask you, it, it looked like the racing was better uh, in the car last week. Uh, you know, may, maybe a year in, people have gotten acclimated to it and used to it. But I want to talk about – the, the seem to be the shift in a, a bit of dynamic guys stepping out of the cars and becoming owners. We got Jimmy Johnson in, in this year. We already have Denny Hamlin involved. Tony Stewart steps out of the car and is an owner. Um, talk about this group of guys who are doing what you can't do in other sports. In other sports, you don't just walk off the field and become an owner. And how this group of 
uh, young owners and former drivers can really shape the future of NASCAR. I don't know if people take the time to really think about how they're going to influence things going forward as as uh, as owners. Well, if you go back 12, 15 years ago, the biggest concern in NASCAR and in, in its future was not where the driver's going to come from. It's who's going to own these teams. Rick Hendrick was getting older. Jack Roush was getting older. Richard Childress was getting older. You know, Roger Penske. And, and so it's like, what's the future going to be? Who's going to lead these organizations? Then you mentioned it. Tony Stewart becomes a driver owner and, and partners with Gene Haas, and it's Stewart Haas. And that was really the first one, but but that was a little bit of an outlier because Tony was still driving. You you know you, you didn't know if if that was going to be the future. But then Denny Hamlin joins forces with Michael Jordan, and Brad Keselowski leaves Roger Penske and goes over and 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 jumps on board with the Rush Fenway organization, forming RFK. Justin Marks, who was not a noted driver, will never be in the Hall of Fame as a driver, but had been a tremendous road racer, he decides to join forces with Pitbull and, and buy out Chip Ganassi and form Trackhouse. And we know how good they were last year with Daniel Suarez and Ross Chastain. Uh, now Jimmy Johnson coming back and, and Legacy Motor Club with Maury Gallagher and, and Richard Petty. It, it's crazy to see this happening. You know, the role that Jeff Gordon plays now with Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah. And it has changed the face of these franchises. It's changed the way they do business, the way they think, the, the level of communication with NASCAR. Across the board, I, I really believe that the sport is in as good a place as it's ever been because you've got these superstars, these Hall of Famers as drivers that are now becoming you know, figureheads with these race teams. And, and to me, that really gives you the best chance for long-term success. Listen, it's new money. And, and and we know the money that's being thrown around in professional sports. These guys got to put it someplace. Yeah. You know, yeah. for a minute we were watching them do it with eSports. But anyway, Adam Alexander, again, FS1, joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Um, I, I was going to ask you about some of the changes, the rule changes, as we head into this season, but there's only one. And I'm sorry, I don't know how you feel about this, and maybe it's one of those things that rubs you, and I mean no pun intended here, the wrong way, but the rule change – that they are calling the Ross Chastain. The highlight of NASCAR season last year is what this dude did at Martinsville, how he won that race going along the, uh, the wall and, and, and turned it into a video game. Well, that's obviously not going to happen this year, but that was, like I said, one of the highlights of last year. I never asked you, how did you feel about that? I thought it was awesome. Okay, good. And <laughs> still, here's the, every time I see it, I'm like, how in the world – did he pull that off? And, and is Sam that choke. real? Sam almost well, choked. Stop. <laughs> but having said that, you, you know, number one, I don't think people realize, and, and I probably don't even realize in the position that, that I play and the role that I play, that 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 move is a, is a one in who knows how many, right? Like, that's not just something that you can do anywhere, anytime. It was such a unique circumstance at a track that would allow it at a time in the race. With all circumstances pointed toward, this is the only time really you're going to see this. So this is, <laughs> is not something that you would ever see at any other track, really. Because if you go back, everyone questioned, you know, the following week in the championship race at Phoenix, is this something we could see? 
It's like no way, not not here. And and so I, I think NASCAR's done the right thing of coming in and policing it. And and what I like about NASCAR getting involved is one, I believe all the competitors agree this is something that we we shouldn't be doing and shouldn't see again. And and that's not to say Ross shouldn't have done it. I think Ross did exactly what he needed to do. I thought yep. it was awesome. Yeah. But but having said that, from a safety perspective, it's not something that we need to see on a regular basis. And by NASCAR putting this rule in and now ensuring we won't see it again, it adds to the lore of what Ross Chastain did and how unique that was yeah. and where it fits into NASCAR history. He, so he's like uh, I, I thought it was great. I think NASCAR's done the right thing. He's a one-hit wonder. Yeah, that's fantastic. Adam, we appreciate you getting up and spending some time with us. Uh, can't wait to see what happens down there this week as we get set for next Sunday. But thanks for bringing us up to speed, the, literally. The first of many visits, hopefully. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, always enjoy it. Have a good one, guys. All right. All right. I was trying to think about this. Has that ever happened in professional sports that you can think of before? Somebody pulled something out of their backside. Oh, man. It worked. Yeah. And then the sports said, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I ain't doing yeah. that again. <laughs> Because you know somebody else is going to try Oh, absolutely. It. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah. has that ever happened before? Yeah, but they put the squash on it right quick. 404 <laughs> If you can think of one, let us know. And yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, as we sit here on the Super Bowl Sunday, America's only unofficial holiday, we're going to talk about the game and some of the things that people are betting on with this game. That's up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, pop quiz. That's Bruno Mars. Finesse. But let's see. Can you guys remember what Super Bowl did Bruno Mars play? He was the one in New York. He was in a couple. Yeah, but the one he started. The headline. Who played in and who won it? Let's see. That was in New York. So that would have been a couple, three years. No, 15, was it? Was it Patriots? Nope. All right, who was it? Patriots weren't there? No, that was Denver versus? Well, Denver lost. No, Denver won it. That's the one they won. Oh, when, the they, when, they, when they spanked Carolina. Wow. I, okay, I was confused. I yeah. That was, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 that was, that was, that was, that, that was Vaughn Miller, MVP. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 if it was, a, that was Peyton against Camp. Yep. No, it was. It was Peyton it was, against Camp. It was Denver's defense. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Vaughn, it was Vaughn Miller versus the world. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> man. Vaughn Miller took over that game. Uh, anyway, as you can hear, we're playing music from, um. Super Bowl halftime performers throughout yeah. the show as we sit here on this Super Bowl Sunday. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Um, it's all about prop bets, things like that today. Well, we heard yesterday from our from our guest, uh, Eric Jackson from Sportico, joined us, and he talked to me, gave us a gave us a rough figure of how much money is going to be bet on this game today. It's mind-boggling, man. $16 billion. And, of course – that's an estimate. Yeah. You that actually should be a bet. You want to take the higher or the low on $16 billion? <laughs> 16 $16 billion, billion dollars, man. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So um, they've got all kinds of things. And, and, and most 
most of you know most of them out there, you know, the length of the, the national anthem, things like that. Uh, will there be a score in the last three and a half minutes of the fourth quarter? You can bet on that. So far, yes, a lot of it. Um, will there be a score in the first six minutes? Most folks are saying no. Two-point conversion, yes. So, you know. Think it'll be a bit defensive game? They got here's, over an, uh, under 51. Here's my question. The over is the popular bet. I wonder since since Janet and, and Timberlake, is there a malfunction bet? Do you think there will be a wardrobe malfunction? Wardrobe malfunction? I wouldn't doubt it. I, wouldn't, I, I absolutely I, I believe there could be a bet. Somebody would it. take you money for that. Yep, yep. You know, so, I mean, there, there are a lot of different ones here. My goodness. Uh, the jersey number, the first touchdown score. What would you like to bet on? Um, what would you – who – who? What side of I mean, the ball? I mean, you got the basic stuff: your coin toss, and you, you know. Okay, person. let me ask you this. Okay, would you put money down on a mm, who gets the first? Who gets the first? Um, whose team bus shows up first? No, no everybody says whose team bus? The team bus, Kansas City bus, or the, or the Eagles bus? Who gets the? Oh, first, that may be scheduled. Who though. gets the first fifteen-yard penalty? Ooh, and is it defense or offense? Now, that's one I'd bet on. Okay, okay. First 15-yard okay. penalty. Okay. What, uh, let's see. Here's one I think, will there be at least one touchdown in each quarter? I say no. All right, here's another one. Definitely no. Will there be, in the first half or the second half, a reversal, a play reversal? Nah. Okay. That's a bet, though. I'm that's, saying that's, that's one of the, yeah. that's I don't, the kind I don't of bet think I would so. make. I, it, it may be one in the second a football, half. A challenge that is reversed. Yeah, no. I think I think that may be maybe in the second half. We won't see it in the first half. I'd say, I'd say we probably. I could see you say having you because you only get so many each half. So as you approach halftime, if something's close, yeah, I throw one. I see. I see what I don't see. Out. I say one I, we don't see on here that we saw in New Orleans. We'll. we'll well, the lights go out. <laughs> yes. Well, why are you laughing? But it happened. You know, it happened we, once. Okay, it happened no other time. You don't that. know that. Well, I don't see because it happened. Because there could be glitches. And, and Beyonce ain't performing. She ain't gonna swing the hip and knock yeah, it out. Knock, knock all the lights out, right? Boom. <laughs> 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 yeah, she kind of she kind of did that in, didn't she? That's what you uh, said. No, what you yeah, said. Yeah, I, I did say that. Uh, <laughs> Harbaugh Bowl. Yeah, but but that's that's the thing. But I mean, people are sitting back watching, and people have been scanning all week. You know, put some things just to bet on because that's that's part of the fun. That's part of what people look forward to on this Sunday. Now you got this kick that Gronk is supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be kicking some field goal. I haven't followed it. I know he's supposed to do it. And tongue in cheek, he said if he makes it, he's thinking about coming back next year. Oh, wow! And then when that was when that was broadcast, Jerry Jones came out and said, "Give me a call. <laughs> give, give, give me a call. Just right? call me sometime." So. Um, but that's just it, though. I'm mean, looking at, you know, will there be a two-point conversion attempted? Will Patrick Mahomes at some point throw a pass, a TD pass underhanded? Oh, you can. You can almost count on that. Well, would you go? I, I, you got fifty dollars in your pocket. You gonna bet on that? No. I just but might. I'm saying it could yeah, be. Yeah, with, with, I'm with, saying with, that could be one of those yeah, bets. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would. I, I would say that. Who, if he wasn't dealing with an ankle, I would say who would run for more yards between the two quarterbacks. Yeah, but I don't think that becomes but, a factor you know, today. I don't think it becomes no, a factor today. No, you know, but it's it's a factor when it's relevant. So who, throw, who throws for the most yards? Well, that's obviously one. That one. Uh, who throws more interceptions? Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. So, have you ever put down a bet for anything having to do? Have you ever put down a prop bet before? I have not. 
Me either. I, I've listened to them and I watch people. I know people who do and have done and, and are doing today. Yeah. But I haven't. Well, at least not yet. We will see. There's still time. <laughs> but, but, but I haven't. I, I, have, I have not. I have not yet. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. You know, the other thing I haven't asked you is, do you prefer eating in the first half or the second half? Um, I'm throughout or, the or game. I, yeah, I'm, a gra- I'm a gradual. When it comes to Super Bowl, I try to be great. But you know what, though? As we get set for the, you know, for me for many years, this was the Sunday that I would prepare the sportscast that nobody watched. That's true, you did. <laughs> you need to tell people about yeah, that. That's for, for many years, if you work in local television news, the fact that the Super Bowl is on another channel doesn't mean anything. You're still going to do right. your, your, your regular newscast. Matter of fact, there's always alternative programming. Who's doing the I Love Lucy Marathon. I love Lucy. Yeah, with, with well, bring that up. But, but, uh, but I, I mean, Seinfeld or, or Cheers, but, 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 uh, but there's usually some, uh, usually <laughs> some network. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right because TBS right. used to do Andy Griffiths from right. top to bottom. Marathon right now or, or Hallmark movies. Is, I don't know. But anyway, it, when you watch it work at local news on, on Super Bowl Sunday and your network is not the one that's carrying the game, well, you're doing this newscast that you know nobody. Nobody watching that, man. And, you know, so and the sports segment is right around 620. Are you kidding me? That's when the airplane's flying over. And it, who, who, man, I was saying, for many years, I said, you know what? I bet you should drop, you drop, drop, drop a cuss word and see if I anybody's could, paying I, attention. I, I, I could. <laughs> in, in, in my BVDs, and nobody would, nobody would know or care. Test like, pattern, yeah, well, color like bars. They'd be telling you with, to film you from the waist up. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Who was watching, man? And every year we had to do that. But we would always have a feast. No we, cold, we, no we, cold we, pumpkin pie? No cold pumpkin pie. We had real <laughs> we had reels from JJ's on Campbellton. Really? Oh, oh man. We will we, okay. we do that. We had, we had no coach that would that would cook some up for us. You know, shout out to Derek Frazier. He would cook some up. That's uh that, that's Walt's nephew. Okay, and he coach would get back there and cook some. Oh, we we'd have we have a feast once we got through doing this, the newscast that nobody watched. Uh, we but then you back. had to come back. Now is this the? We come this back is, at eleven, but yeah. well, the game's over by then. Well, you wish it was over. No, by the then. game's over by eleven. Uh, Super yeah, Bowl. it is. I'm talking. About, I'm thinking actually of the, all the post. Oh, the post. Stuff. You know, you know why it's over because the network has some they television gotta, yeah, show they that they're going to premiere. Right. Right. Everybody goes to ESPN or Fox right, or wherever. Right, yeah. right. You know, so the, once the game ends, they're going to do some post game. They're going to present the confetti's going to be all over the field. Who's going to clean this up? You know, and and and, and, and by that time they say coming to America. Is that velvet? But you do that and you say, okay, you know, the, it goes off the air because they got some season premiere or some new show no, they're right, rolling right. out. You know, like it's like I said, once again, TV drives the book. It's another opportunity to roll something out, and you know you got a captive audience. Some folks are going to be too whatever, full or inebriated <laughs> to get up and change the channel, and yeah. they're going to leave it on there, and they're going to see this new show. So, I mean, that's... What, hang on a second. Because yeah. people, uh, I, I caught that. Normally I let those fly by. <laughs> but you just said something that... The dated you. I know you didn't mean to do it, yeah. but you did, and I caught it. And there's people shaking their heads right now at the radio because you used this phrase. People just too tired to get up and change the channel. Yeah. When last time you got up and changed the channel? We get up and change the channel. We get up to get the remote. If the, if the remote <laughs> no, you got to go see, across the room to get it. No, I ain't no across the room. That's, that stuff is all there like a pilot getting well, ready to take it, off. It, well, it, Everything it, is in arm's reach. Okay, okay. But I get what you're saying. I get yeah, what you're saying. But people will leave it on until they realize, well, I, I'm kind of not interested in this. Let me go and catch some more post game or something like that. But, um, but yeah, that's 
kind of the way it's set up. So, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. As we approach this uh, 9 o'clock hour, let you know we got a special guest hopefully joining us at the top of the hour. Been throwing hopefully in because we've had some yeah, ins and outs going on yeah. here. But you've heard us talk about Eddie Gonzalez, the guy who runs the BB&T or whatever it's called now, the tennis tournament over Atlantic Station. And um, a friend of the show comes on every year when that's uh, getting ready to take place. Well, he has got a son who is also in sports, but it ain't tennis. Yeah. And it's something special, and we're going to tra- hopefully talk to him coming up uh, top of the hour. Michael Lee from the Washington Post is going to talk NBA with us. I got a casting call. I got a good one out there for you as money is flying through the air. Going to talk more uh, NFL and Super Bowl with Miles Garrett from Fox 5. He will join us. And before we get out of this segment, Mr. Crenshaw, did you know Uh-oh. on this day Uh-oh. in 1733 what was founded? A, 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 a part of this country was founded on this day in 1733. 1733. 1733. Do not know what that is. Okay. Put your phone down. You can't look at it. All right. I'm going to tell I'm you right now. I'm not looking it up. Um, I'm going to tell you right now. You and me are sitting in it. Really? Georgia was founded wow. on this day. Oh, my. 1733. And the person who founded it, now, before you reach for an answer or say, I don't know, think of colleges yes, in this Yes, that's not area. far. That was, that, that, that was near to where you used to live. Yes, it did. Yeah. I just want to see if you get it. So for yeah. our audience. Oglethorpe. James Oglethorpe. Yep. Founded got, Georgia in this day, 1733. But where it was. He's got a university on, on uh, Peachtree, and Peachtree, uh, Peachtree Road, and he's got a county. Over the other side of Athens. Well, he wasn't. He, this ain't where he founded it up here. <laughs> it was founded down by Savannah. Okay. That was the area yeah. that he founded yeah. back then. Uh, we mentioned this earlier in the show. We're talking about their basketball team, but in 1855, Mr. Crenshaw, on this date, Michigan State University really? was founded. Wow. Yes, it was. And I'm going to leave with this one, up at least for right now. You ever heard of Lillian W A L D? Lillian Wald and Ida B. Wells. Mm-hmm. You know that you know good that one. Ida B. Wells, yeah. Yes, those two ladies. They on this day, 1909. Okay. Founded the NAACP. So there you go. One throw that out there. Anyway, again, approaching the nine o'clock hour. And again, we can't thank you enough for making us a part of your Super Bowl Sunday. More football talk coming up. But got a special guest joining us next who is taking a journey. Yeah, he is. Taking a journey east, and uh, we hopefully we're going to get him on the phone and talk about this. This is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.